transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. thought this was a halo game no you're wrong this is <laughs> matinee edition motherfucker uh oh but the halo hype is real man 87 87 87 shall we get straight into the game minute? getting close man we're getting close we're getting close to one hundo one hundo hit it we're going straight into it because the hype is too real um on monday December 15th, December, November 15th, Microsoft celebrated 20 years of Xbox. 20 years. Big milestone, man. Big milestone. Um, very celebratory video. They uh, they played back that video of The Rock unveiling the first Xbox. <laughs> and then The <laughs> Rock came out and did like another press thing with Xbox. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Um, very fun. Fun stuff. Um, big surprise. They dropped Halo Infinite multiplayer. Uh, three weeks early. Fuck really? yes, and it was like, and was presented by the developers of the at three four three up in Seattle, okay. and they were, it was all of them, and nice, like nice. one of them, you could see one of them in the background pop champagne, <laughs> <laughs> and That's funny. like, and there was like a big round of applause. They were obviously very excited about it, and uh, on a few episodes back, I talked about how good the beta was, and how there was like relatively minor changes that need to be made. Mm-hmm. But even then, like it shows how confident they were in the product that they were like, "Fuck it, we can put this out early. We don't have, we're not crunching, you know." Yeah, I mean, if you already have it nailed down for the most part, you might as well. It I mean, still, it still holds just... the beta title, mm-hmm. but all of the progress carries over once the game is formally released. Interesting. Okay, so cool. it's really not a beta anymore. Yeah, they're just they're just putting it out there to cover their ass in case anything goes ridiculously broken. That's fair. But um. It's a fucking blast. Hell and yeah. it was it was such a fun surprise that doesn't really happen often anymore. So, okay, remind me like what what is the multi like so you're you have like a multiplayer throughout the campaign system? No, stuff so like that, the campaign multi- drops on December. It's just multiplayer like PvP. arena arena battles. Arena like battles, arena PvP. And the big it's like it's four V four or eight on eight. Okay. With like capture the flag and like and oddball. The just like what so i mean i feel like halo has been doing that for a while yeah it's just it's just like a, a new like there's just new so like love like new I think, like levels I think and arenas and stuff like that yes it's all the new arenas and it's based it's running on the new uh the engine that infinite's running on okay it's completely re- remodeled this is an important distinction to make um the multiplayer was due to release on the same day as the campaign hmm. but the multiplayer is free to play okay and they were going to do that. They were going to make it free to play with an optional uh, paid battle pass. If you were to get the campaign, you would also get a battle pass for free. 
So Fair. it was one of those things of like for cost of admission for playing the main campaign, you get mm-hmm. something in multiplayer. But if you didn't want to play the campaign, which a lot of those diehard PvP guys don't play campaigns. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's yeah, the different kinds of play, you know, and so yeah, it's like no one's playing Call of Duty for the story. <laughs> if you are, then you. <laughs> How it says you're a fucking loser, <laughs> <laughs> but we I'm were really invested here. <laughs> but um, like I'm gonna play the campaign, but it was still sick to see Halo drop like that early. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, it's it's been the staple fucking game. Yeah, you know, for that platform. Well, and there was a big thing of like um, like like I said at the last episode, Forza has been getting really good reviews. Yeah, yeah. And but there was sort of like this like sadness in the xbox community that like forza would be the 20 years of xbox game oh, like okay. and halo had been delayed past it sadly yeah and it was like, like, like the big and, hurrahs on exactly forza. Yeah. like and everybody's enjoying forza don't get me wrong i'm still fucking playing it it's still one of the best games i've played but in a couple years i don't think about forza intrinsically with xbox exactly yeah. it was like halo is the franchise yeah and they're so close to releasing. It's like December 8th was going to be the day. Oh, dude. So, it's, yeah. It's so close to that 20th anniversary, but it's not there. So, for them to drop that surprise, it was like the internet exploded. Yeah. And, Understandably, man. I mean. Like, with with no heads up, either. Yeah. It wasn't like there were, like, props to Microsoft. There, there wasn't, wasn't like a, a leak. Yeah. There wasn't, like, a early script for this, uh, for the press conference. Mm-hmm. It was a genuine surprise. That's cool, man. I mean, it's and it's hard to pull that hard to pull off some like yeah. genuine surprises like that these days. You know, that so. said, man, if I I'm I'm looking I'm in the market to get a Series X because I have a Series S right now, which mm-hmm. is sort of like the it's a it doesn't have a disc drive. It's the uh, the cheaper model, and but then the Series X has all the all the teraflops, I believe they're called teraflops. The, yeah, it's a stupid name. It's like computing power bullshit. Um, They're bringing back actual floppy disks. Oh, dude. (laughs) I hope so. We have Uh, the technology to make them a terabyte. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So... Um, if I snag one of those, I'm gonna I'll, I'll be sending my Series S your way oh, dude, so we can play I'll some Halo together. P- I'll definitely pick that up off of you because that yeah, if you've been listening long enough, then you've definitely heard me bitch and moan about the fact that like I just PlayStation Halo is the thing that I miss about Xbox. Like, you know, I would I would much much to my chagrin, yeah. PlayStation has some incredible first party games that I've never had the chance to play, like The Last of Us, like God of War. Like Spider-Man, those motherfuckers. Spider-Man, man. That game was phenomenal. I still... Like, motherfucker. Dis, Disney. Um, Microsoft had owned Insomniac. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they they let go of their exclusivity contract with them. And then Fools. they got bought out by Sony. <laughs> and, Sony just swooped it up. <laughs> I know. It's like, fuck. Oh, so, man. um... That, yeah. But, no, I'm so excited for the campaign to come out because I really enjoy Halo campaigns. Mm. It's like... Uh, some of my earliest memories playing games were like playing the first Smash Bros on N64 at my neighbor's house and playing Halo 2's campaign oh, yeah. in co-op. Halo 2 was particular. Like, Halo was awesome, but Halo 2 was fucking killer, dude. The Master Chief Collection from a few years back where they completely revamped Halo 2 mm. and like gave it full new graphics. It was a, it was a proper yeah. recreation of it with modern day hardware. Oh, cool. Fucking awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, there's... Halo is one of those things like it's I really like the game itself but like it branches off into like a ton of different things like there's like you know when the first one came out like it immediately spawned like 
Halo lore. You know, people yeah. were like writing books and like all well, like a, coming up with like you know connections for like the things that happen. It's that whole different. Um, it's that plays into that same Star Wars angle. You're mixing sci-fi with some like high fantasy stuff mm. and grounding it in science fiction. Yeah, you know, and like. I mean, there's the whole thing with like the forerunners in Halo and this whole gone civilization. It, yeah, I mean, it really does like, you know, they they develop, you know, and you know, especially as the games kind of go on, you know, they they really flush out some interesting kind of things yeah. in in the series. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I, I mean, just just alone, even in the first like Halo, just thinking about like the giant, like these giant. So I give a rings, you know, these giant yeah. halos that like are just like out there with like you know these whole fucking yeah i think it's like, like ecosystem rings? Shit like that. yeah it's just nuts you know you, you know, um shall i give a quick rundown on the uh, plot of halo ahead of infinite uh drop it um so the halo rings mm-hmm. do you remember what they're for no they're a, they're a super weapon and oh, the covenant okay. was trying to launch the halo rings uh because it would ascend them to the level of gods like forerunners what they're really meant to do is activate if the flood took over the galaxy and kill everything Okay. And on the rings, there are a bunch of other life forms that would be in stasis that are essentially being preserved to repopulate the galaxy and start over again. That's fucking intense. Yeah. So that's what the Covenant were trying to do in Halo. They were trying to blow up the rings because they're a cult. (laughs) And so then, obviously, they fail. And then you get into the the Forerunner series, which is the the newer games, uh, 4, 5, and Infinite. Okay. And... And in four, this is really where I hopped on because I've gotten Xbox like right when four came out. Okay. And there, I hopped into um, four, and the pl- premise there is that Cortana is uh, chief is in stasis after the end of three. Okay. You remember th- and the end of three with the fucking car chase. Sort of. And you're um, with like the arbiter and stuff. Three, three was like three was like I remember playing through it. Yeah. But it wasn't like. It wasn't one that stuck, yeah. you know what I mean? Like well, Halo One and Two were the ones that really stuck with me. But so there's a there's a giant space station that that creates Halo rings, and you blow it up before they're able to essentially launch the rings. How big's the fucking station? I I, I it's, know it's called it's called the Ark, so it's like biblical oh, yeah, yeah. stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so Chief gets uh on a ship. The front half of the ship goes through a goes through a wormhole to send it back to Earth, but it breaks off at the back, and Chief's stuck on the back, so he just gets put into stasis. Start four, Cortana is going insane because she has been running for too long without a memory wipe and been thinking herself to death. So the roles sort of switch where Chief is then the word, the like logical, like reassuring voice while Cortana is going insane. Interesting. And then end of that game, Cortana gets uh, essentially absorbed into the Forerunner tech, which is the people that made the Halo rings. And there are a few Forerunners left that are trying to essentially destroy humanity bastards bastards um <laughs> five comes around and there are these weird giant forerunner like artifacts popping up on a bunch of planets called guardians hmm. and they're wiping out like they're essentially sending emps across these worlds but frying all their electronics and then causing earthquakes shit and destroying it, civilization they, exactly they came out of nowhere chief meanwhile is getting visions of cortana and then the dude who plays Luke Cage is in it as well. <laughs> and you play as him for a bit. Um, I know it's very weird. He's like Sergeant Locke or something. He's hunting the chief because the chief went AWOL. Huh. I know. Um, so you play mostly as him in five. Interesting. And with a few missions as Master Chief. 
Um, so Chief gets there. He's essentially at this hub and he finds out who's controlling the Guardians. Cortana has formed a physical body and is going insane. And her insanity still remains. Hmm. And she's like, after the Forerunners died, they held, like, they passed the mantle of responsibility to humans as, like, the next step in, ev- in evolution okay. of the galaxy. But then humans create AI. And AI is better. <laughs> yes. So Cortana's essentially getting all... Halo 5 ends with all the AIs that humanity has created essentially being like, we go to you. Because you... They, Cortana figured out how to solve this thing called rampancy, which is the AIs going insane. Okay. And... So she's like the, the lord of the AIs. Exactly. And so it's all... It's artificial intelligence fighting back. It's like Terminator shit in Halo now. And then... But then... Nice. So that's essentially where that ends. And Cortana essentially wins at the end of 5. Like, she, the Guardians are everywhere. AI takes Human- over. Yeah. The UNSC is on the run. And then 5 starts. And from what we've seen, like... Cortana actually won. Hmm. The Covenant are like raiding worlds or like this last group of the Covenant called the Banished. Humanity is adrift across the solar system. You find Chief at the beginning of the game floating in space after his ship was blown up. And there's like, and all that you get is there's a ring and you're like the truth. We can fix this all down there. Yeah. But we don't know what else there is. And it's like, what the fuck? It's nobody really knows what the deal with Infinite is gonna be. That's fucking quite crazy, man. I know. What the hell? So you can tell I uh, I like the lore. Um, well, like, yeah. I mean, they definitely like expand and expand and expand again. It got bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's it's really cool playing Master Chief Collection where mm-hmm. you can play through, like, you got Halo, Halo Two, Three. Three ODST, four, five, <laughs> reach, and it's like you can play through the whole thing, yeah, and see how it grows, and it's awesome. Even with the games that were more critically panned, like five, everyone didn't like five. It's still fun. Like, yeah, I mean that, that that that's you know, and that's like a true, like a really good sign of a fucking gaming system yeah. or gaming you know game series. Is like not only can you get like can you continue to bring like the people back for the storyline, but yeah. then, but then on top of it, even if you kind of churn out like you know, maybe like a bunk like yeah. game a little bit. Like it's not going to necessarily dissuade. It's still going to have its fun elements and people, yeah. you know, and you know, like, we'll it, is, it is very cool it. that it's been six years since five came out. Yeah. That's wild. I know it was four years between uh four and five and okay. then like six years. And I'm pretty yeah. sure everyone after five was like, yeah, they should take a few years to get their shit together. Make sure you do like the next one. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. If that's the weakest one so far in the series, make sure the next one's a real fucking banger. You yeah. Know? Uh, and like they did a like a little gameplay overview for Infinite for the campaign. Mm-hmm. It looks it's like pseudo open world. Okay. Like like yeah, yeah. very large levels with a distinctive endpoint, but with like little side things you can do. Not like really open world, but just a larger sandbox. Mm-hmm. And. Um, yeah, it looks it looks very interesting. Yeah, it looks like they're expanding the Halo formula, which is what I'm excited for. That's cool, and you know that's something that I've always liked about like most of the Halo maps and stuff that you play, yeah. is that there's like there's there's a lot of like little like nooks and crannies yeah. and things that you can you can explore. There's a really them. cool attention to detail. Oh, definitely. I think that came from the good old Bungie days as well. It was sort of lost when three four three took over. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't like fours multiplayer. Okay. Even though that's sort of what got me in the multiplayer gaming, it wasn't really the glory days of Halo. Mm-hmm. And then five, they sort of fell into those like uh, really quick movement traversal things that were being popular in the mid tens and like shooters. Yeah. 
and no one like that. <laughs> Say that. Just, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, but now it seems like they've gone back to basics. And like I said, I've been playing multiplayer. It's a fucking blast. Hell yeah, man. Proper yeah. like Quake arena shooter feeling, you know? Quake nice. Halo. Dude, that's fucking sick. I'm I'm glad to see that like they're you know that series is thriving and not dying. You know, I know. what I mean. And it's a, the hype is real. Yeah. And speaking of Halo expanding beyond the formula, yeah. we're not gonna watch it, but they did do put out a teaser for the Halo show. Yeah. So it's I was be on Paramount Plus. Completely unaware that they that they were trying to develop this. I mean, I, I remember even back in the day, dude. Like they, you know, people were making like, you know, YouTube shorts. Like like short movies yeah. about like Halo characters, yeah. you know. There's like one that's like I don't know if it was a YouTube video or it was like a, like somebody like legit shot this like short film. Yeah. But it was supposed to be like it was kind of like I don't know kids being recruited. Yeah. Uh, to the program or whatever. Yeah, for the like Spartan Matt, program. Yeah, the Spartan program, and like it was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Like it, you know, you know, there was a seriousness um, about it. <laughs> there was there have been a few like Halo short films or like miniseries. Mm. One of which I know one of which is called Ford Unto Dawn. Which is about the captain of the uh, UNSC Infinity. Okay. He was a character introduced in four. Okay. They had a prequel about him, and like Master Chief is briefly in it. And it's like an academy type yeah. thing, like you were talking about. Yeah, properly produced by Microsoft and like in our like yeah. film studio. And then there was one with the Luke Cage guy <laughs> about <laughs> really? like the origin story of his character. That was like a four part series of them on a. Uh, it was like on a moon where they were stranded and they had to get off and it was like a slowly turning planet. Oh, they had to get off before the sun hit it. Pretty oh, sure it was shit. called like Halo Nightfall or something like that. That sounds kind of cool though. Yeah, they had to get <laughs> off of the planet before they burned up, burned alive because it was too close to the sun. Fuck. So it was freezing <laughs> and then they had to, uh, they had to quick, they had to f- figure out how to get off before they all yeah. burned to death. Shit. Sounds kind of, kind of interesting. Spoiler though. alert, he's in the game. So, you know. Yeah. But you know, so this like it's interesting. That, you know, Paramount Plus is picking has, has the has the rights to you know, it. You know, there was a Halo movie that was so far in production, but was canceled that they had to use the assets for something else. You know what movie that is? What District Thirteen? Oh my fucking god! That was going to be a Halo movie, and then they lost funding last minute. After I want to say there was a video game movie that flopped. Huh. And then they were they pulled funding and they asked them to reuse the assets for a different concept. That's interesting. I I remember hearing that like some of that movie was kind of reused from like something previous, but I never knew it was a Halo. It was movie. a Halo movie. District Thirteen is a fucking intense movie. It's a cool movie. It's a really cool <laughs> movie, and it's actually really like it gets you. It gets your emotions too. Like yeah, it asks like, some very interesting questions. It does. Uh, I also, you know, that that the side note, that that's one of those movies I've uh, you know, every now and then you hear this rumor that there might be like a follow-up to that. I feel like it's one of those properties it's best left alone at the yeah. moment, you know, like because because it's like it's a really solid fucking story and though you can build on that world, yeah. it's not necessary, you know what I mean? I know what you mean exactly. But but you know, like something like something like transitioning uh, like a Halo story to like a TV series or something yeah. is really kind of an intriguing concept just because, oh, you know, yeah. like, do you, especially if it's well produced enough that they're yeah. really able, like there's some of those like sci-fi shows or like fancy shows that don't have the budget to really sell it. Totally. If they're investing money in making this look good. Yeah. Making it very presentable. Yeah. I think it could be a fucking winner. I agree, you know? man. I agree. I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see. It. I'm not. I don't know if you know. I'd go out of my way just to like, you know, get Paramount Plus. Just you know, 
just to watch it, but you know, what I'm you know, go just w- oh, save up, go save up all the Star Trek episodes that are about to come out because yeah, Star yeah. Trek Discovery is about to drop another season. I haven't watched it, dude. Star Trek Discovery is fucking awesome. If you like Star Trek at all, then you like, then you'll like Star Trek Discovery. I've never been a big Star Trek guy. Oh, dude, I love the Trek, love it. Even remember- my dad, who is like, who is like. How do I say this? A very conservative guy. Yeah. He's the guy that got me into Star Trek. Like, really? We watched it when I was a kid, you know. Uh, we would, me and my brothers had this really, like, lame, you know, as little kids, we had this lame, like, dance move thing that we would do to, like, the opening <laughs> of the next generation, you know. You'd fly around, like, the fucking spaceship in space with it. Uh, but even he, as conservative as he is, loves that fucking show. And that show really brings, like, kind of these, like, uh, sort of progressive talking points to yeah. the Star Trek universe. And so it's, like, it, that shows you how good this fucking show is. Yeah. Because with all that, even my conservative father is, like, I fucking love this show. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> like, it's, been, it's so good. It's, it's yeah. so good. I, I mean, I've it's not that I have anything against Star Trek. I just never had that vessel to get into it. Oh, dude. And I think I think that's, that's what's perfect about a series like that is that um, – you know, Discovery having nailed a, a really solid note uh, in terms of like current sort of uh, shit that's happening. You know, yeah. um, in, in entertainment and dialogue in general that's happening in the world, uh, like it really does a good job of giving people that introduction. You know, like people that have gotten into Discovery now get into fucking Star Trek Voyager, yeah. which is fucking awesome, and then they get into Star Trek like you know Next Generation, which is is you know beyond everything else so yeah yeah how's, it's, Pic- it's how's cool. picard picard's all right you know I, I watched the first season of it and it's really fucking cool to see those characters again yeah uh, anything anything patrick stewart does sir patrick stewart anything he does uh is always something i'm intrigued in because i love him as an actor and is just LeVar as a Burton human being it? uh lavar burton isn't in, isn't in the in the first season but rumor has it he's going to be in the second one. yeah and uh but they they bring back william Riker. they bring back um Oh my God, LeVar uh, dude! Nice, <laughs> the visor. <laughs> dude, they 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 bring back some good characters. They even bring back a the, you know the, the the Star Trek Voyager character Seven of Nine, uh, which was cool. Yeah, um, yeah, very like it's it's one of those. It's a great example of like touching on a property and like touching on characters that have been long dormant. Yeah, but not overstaying your welcome on it. You know, and like I, that's what I heard. That's what I've heard about it. It's like very respectful and like it's a very respectful. It's a dignified characters. way of looking back at these characters. Yeah, not really like trying, akin to like the Star Wars sequel trilogy, mm. sort of not really paying much respect to what was, and just yeah. sort of trying to expand on it for the sake of expanding on it. Yeah, Pic- I was always told that Picard came off as like somebody actually had a good idea for a story to tell. Well, and that was the beauty of it when it came when it came out in like the. You know, they were talking about like you know it being in the works and stuff like that. It it was, it was basically like like especially Patrick Stewart and some of the uh, like you know previous Star Trek actors. They had all expressed that like uh, they didn't have any interest in going back to these roles. You yeah. know what I mean? Not that they hated these roles or anything like that. They were like you know literally like they were all like we spent nine years doing playing these characters. Why would we, we don't go back have now? anything to revisit? Yeah, you know what I mean. And so to have a proper story put in front of you to be like, this would be a good way to bring that back up. That, that's it? just a beautiful thing. Oh, there's an actor. So rare though. You there know? was an actor that said, I, "I want." It's like Hugh Jackman or somebody from the X Men series, mm-hmm. who was like, "If Marvel comes to me with this good with a good enough idea, I will reprise my role." But I'm yet to hear anything. Fair enough. You know? Yeah. And it's like, will that happen? Probably not. It's probably best that they move on no. in the MCU. But the um, well, but you know, it, the, it, 
sorry, keep going. No, it's, it speaks to like the quality of like the pitch that Picard must have been mm-hmm. that it got these actors that were very much like unenthusiastic about going back to that property. Yeah. Because they spend so much time on it, rightfully so. I can yeah. totally understand being done with something. It's exactly. Like, Once was, you give your character closure as an yeah. actor, it's kind of some, it's a pretty important thing for you as an yeah. actor, I think. It's not like Luke Skywalker trying to kill Kylo Ren in a like. It's it's like, it like that the the sequel trilogy. While I like elements of it, mm. it felt like they were trying to make it because Disney got the license for Star Wars and they wanted to make something. Well, not totally because there was a good pitch from somebody that was like, "This is the direction to go." There was a I you know I feel like there was a good pitch with that. Yes, when Force Awakens was started floating around, the idea yes. for the Force Awakens. But you're right. Like as soon as they tried to like even further expand on that. Uh, well, they didn't they, know they what direction of, they were going. Yeah, they kind of like they just blew it out of proportion. Like they just kind of like they over Every they overshot movie, what they were what yeah. they should have done. You know. Every movie um, in that trilogy feels like a separate pitch. Mm. When, oh, totally, totally. When in reality, the reason the prequels the prequels mix opinions at best. Mm. They're, in my opinion, not very good. Mm. But they had an endpoint that they knew they had to get to. Totally. Luke and Luke and Leia, as children. Darth Vader is Darth Vader. Yeah. Obi-Wan is looking over Luke. Mm. That's where they end. Well, you know, and not to cut the Star Wars thing, uh, in a way, oh, keep, keep going. No, I, no. I got something to branch off of Yeah, yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so the, that's like that's the point that makes sense with ending, uh, you know? Yeah. And But then you, if you're going to be going into like a whole new space, you have to know where you're ending up. Mm. I think that's sort of like the beauty of what Marvel's done is that there always has at least appeared to be a plan. And while there might be room for iteration and room for fresh ideas or maybe taking that in a slightly different direction, there was always an end game per se. <laughs> and like, well, f- to an extent though, Marvel, Marvel's only kind of a good example of that because, yeah. because Marvel, they don't, they're not definitively trying to stop their stories. Yes. They're trying to continue the MCU further and further and yeah. further. And so these stories all have to intrinsically be tied with each yeah. other in some way. And so it's kind of, but at least, at least there are chapters, you know, like there's a reason why they've organized everything into phase totally, one. Totally. Phase yeah. Two, yeah that, and that's the smart idea is yeah. like, is like, you know, basically breaking it down like that in those yeah. phases was like, we're really what saved it because like, otherwise I, otherwise it would it would be kind of like i guarantee yeah. right now we're like halfway through phase four now mm-hmm. um i guarantee when like phase three started they were locking in a central aim for phase four and pitching phase five fair enough you know like and that's that's probably the direction it was like phase three is in production we know where this is gonna end this is gonna end with avengers endgame mm. phase four sort of fresh start these are the movies you want to be in it this is what we're going to be doing. It's going to start producing in a few years. Totally. What's the direction we take it once whatever's the last movie in phase four happens? Like based on what happened in that, what is going to happen next? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's probably what the writer's room is like in like the grand scheme of Marvel. It was like two steps ahead all the time. Well, yeah, because I mean, particularly with like with characters that you, people get really invested in and that yeah. have to be uh, have to have longevity to them you kind of have to do that like you have to like you know start out with you know 
two, three phases, yeah. slap down on the table, and then like then start writing the next three, you know, while those yeah. are being produced, you know, definitely because otherwise you just you just you would definitely run into a fucking wall eventually. You well, know? yeah, and it's not even you wouldn't even run into a wall; you'd start running over yourself, yeah, like where totally, you're not totally. keeping up anymore. Yeah, and then and then that that's that, and again, Marvel's done a really smart job of it that they've avoided redundancy. Yeah because of that because of like the, I mean, how they've been laying things out i know? mean look at i think actually dc is a good example of starting to run over its own feet and start half backpedal and reset their universe early on look at what they're doing with the flash it's going to essentially be retconning out half the movies and yeah. it's be and it seems like it's because they were planning like two movies ahead and then a film would come out that would contradict those. Well, it was like, it wasn't even necessarily contradicting. It was that, it was that like a film would come out and it'd fucking flop and, yeah. and they would then scramble to worry about like, well, okay, well, well, what sucked out, out like what sucked about that? And let's pull that out of what then, we're doing. Then they'd now. overcorrect. Yeah. And so it definitely like, they, they definitely hope, you know, they haven't, figured out their fucking system over there yet. Yeah. hopefully that's you know that, that, that's kind of the thing i'm hoping about that black black adam movie is that like maybe they've been working on that long enough that that's giving them a way to like kind of uh provide like a fresh look at the dc universe yeah, as like, well as like well as obviously direction. the flash thing the flash thing is like it's a boring fucking trope honestly yeah. like that the flash is going to go back he's going to you know save his mom's life and it's going to be a fucking change to the whole universe and like <laughs> And then, you know, it's going to kill people. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and honestly, like, hopefully we do see a bad Batman. Like, yeah. otherwise, otherwise it'd be a really fucking bad in big... quotes, bad in quotes. Yeah. Thomas Wayne ain't evil, but he's more brutal. No, Thomas Wayne is evil, man. Thomas Wayne gets fucking in the comics. He, that character goes off the fucking rails. Like, fair enough. Like, <laughs> not even just in that storyline. I mean, just like, if you further that, like he get like, yeah, goes off the rails. Uh, but you know, it's, it, yeah, it, it's kind of. I don't know. Uh, doing the doing the flashpoint thing is like it's it's really interesting and it will it will be a good movie probably are to gonna, watch. But are we gonna see Martha Wayne Joker? I fucking hope not. They don't even have they don't even have a proper casting for that. Martha. Um, um, but but so, uh, so kind of going we... back to Star Wars, I wanted to talk about because we haven't talked about the Kenobi series enough. Yeah. Um, they've recently like fairly recently it dropped like a series of uh. You know, like, like concept art, art. Like concept art. Some of them featuring oh. a scene of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader having a, a lightsaber battle yeah. in what appears to be a Mustafar-esque type yeah. setting, um, which would be fucking epic. And, yep. and you know, like one of the, th the beautiful things about that series, I think that's it, so interesting is that uh, uh, Ewan McGregor, like he, he has a, he was quoted as saying like one of the best things about doing this series is that it brought him and Hayden Christensen back together. Yeah. And like, you know, that was like, you, which you is pretty of, cool. It is really cool. It's fucking heartwarming as shit because you're like, you're like these two really fucking bonded over those first movies yeah. in the making of those because they were in every single scene together. You it's know like, what I mean? As they were like, as those movies are like, we'd be lying to ourselves if no matter the quality of the film, people became friends. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, Look you at know, like, Green Lantern. Like, like, like the, the what about Green Lantern? Fucking Ryan Reynolds married his wife. Oh, <laughs> like, I was like, what was it? Who, who's that? Who is she? Blake Blake, uh, Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Blake uh, Lively, queen of queen of fucking Canada, right now. Yeah, well, they well they got married because they co-starred in that movie. That's how they met. It's like. like I guess even, it's one way to keep that legacy alive. Even if it's the shittiest of films, you but, know? yeah, yeah, and uh, but you know, like I, I think. Um, you know who also worked on that movie, by the way? 
Who? Taika Waititi. <laughs> oh, and I think a Skarsgård was in that movie. Really? Yeah, yeah, but not one of the good ones. Like, like, like Skarsgård twenty. Not like, not like, not like. It wasn't Bill. It wasn't uh, Bill Skarsgård of Eternals fame. It was uh, not Stellan. It was like Peter Skarsgård. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. How many? There's are there more there's a, Skarsgårds there's at least, than there's Hemsworths? At least, there's at least four. Uh, well, there's like the, there's like Ste- like Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. There's like Peter Skarsgård. There's uh, fucking see. Alexander Skarsgård or whatever his fucking name is. The dude from True Blood. <laughs> oh, um, quickly. Apparently, the um, uh, Dan Stevens mm. wasn't Crow, and oh. they got Bill Skarsgård in to dub his lines last minute because they wanted Dan Stevens for a different Marvel role. Interesting. So, hmm. Legion, uh, probably not. But. How but I, you know, I just yeah. Again, I just wanted to there. like say like because we were talking about revisiting characters and stuff, and I think it's a really interesting move to pull together the cast that they pulled together for the Obi Wan series. Yeah. There's be- a female scar because it's gonna be fucking like there's nobody. How do I say this? Nobody was expecting Hayden Christensen to make a comeback as as Anakin Skywalker, Darth no. Vader, at all. Who would you know have what thought? I mean? And like, and honestly, the balls on that fucking guy for stepping back into that fucking role because of the heat that's going to be associated with it. Um, at least with Ewan McGregor, everybody was like, his Obi Wan was fucking awesome. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's like there's not much I hate think, coming I think his he's way. He's the but... one thing that everyone agrees is good about the prequel trilogy. Yeah, I mean, because you have uh, you had such like talent on that cast, but just such wasted fucking talent. Like, okay, let's see. Okay, so we got Stellan Skarsgård, Alexander Skarsgård, my Skarsgård, who was their mob, who was also an actress. Jesus. Elja Skarsgård, who was a fashion designer. Jean Skarsgård. Um, Gustav Skarsgård, who These is from Skarsgård Vikings. need to stop fucking, man. Yeah, like a bunch of, they're fucking like Catholic rabbits. That's a Nick Fury <laughs> joke. Um, and then you got Bill. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Bill. Walter. Sam. Dude. Skarsgård, pull out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. So, like the, the so Skarsgård lineage, okay. By the way, um, one more thing about uh, Obi-Wan. Um, there's one concept dart shot that it's an inquisitor coming out of a ship. Mm. Um, the dude who plays Han in Fast and Furious is in yeah. there. And he's said he's, he's a lightsaber wielder, which makes me sure. think he's an inquisitor. Oh, for sure. It'd be a waste uh, to have him on there without like giving him like an actionist. The role. inquisitors are dope. Do they well yeah, and they're just they're the just co- turned dark Jedi. One like- of the coolest things that hasn't yet to make in the live action, the Inquisitor in this concept art, it might be a placeholder or it mm. might be like reference looks just like um the second sister from um a jedi fallen order oh interesting and i was like it immediately struck me i was like oh my god it's trilla like she is a fucking badass and like a really cool character in that game oh yeah which if it is i doubt it's her because of how that game ends and it's sort of ambiguous where that game falls in the timeline whether it's gonna be and where obi-wan would end up falling in the timeline yeah so I was like, if it is her, it's pretty sweet because there's an actress who did mocap that looks like the character in the game. That's cool. So, and it's, and I was like, that's cool. And those, because of the relatively star-studded cast of that game, like I could see them like bring that in live action eventually. Yeah. Like, um, oh, it's the dude for, who played the Joker in uh, Gotham is, yeah, yeah. is um, the lead in that game. Yeah. Like, I mean, the characters like very clearly, I remember when they like were launching that. 
Yeah. Like you just like look at, I can't remember his fucking name, some Monan or whatever. Because uh, he's also in Shameless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, he like, it's like the spinning image. They yeah. Such a good, good, good job. And so it'd be, and, and that dude's actually a really, really he's solid a good actor. actor. So it'd be, it'd be a really cool idea to maybe like yeah. branch some of those characters into you live know, action. You know, I remember when that game came out, there's a YouTube channel. It's not, they're not as big as they were, but they're called Funhouse mm. and they just play like shitty games. And he was like, this isn't a promotional thing. I'm just going onto their YouTube channel and playing bad Star Wars games with them. <laughs> and it was it's one of the funniest videos I've seen in a while of just like him playing like Jedi Pod Racer. Oh god, dude. <laughs> and just he's like, I'm not getting paid. I'm just friends with these guys actually, and we decided to make a video. <laughs> dude, Pod Racer is such a fucking stupid game, man. I remember I remember when that thing came out. Yeah. It was like hype, hype, hype. And, Shall we quickly do uh, the uh, the new Disney Plus shows for Marvel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely like some good stuff coming out there. You saw this, uh, you know, they dropped a handful of things. They dropped a little teaser for Moon Knight. Oh, dude. Some of the, some of the like visual language of Moon Knight was very cool. Just in the yeah. little teaser. I think there's the one thing where there's like a reflection and you see um, – you see uh, Oscar Isaac keep walking, but the reflection stays and keeps looking at him. Yeah, there's definitely. It looks like there's definitely going to be some spooky uh, elements to this, and that's going to yeah. directly play into obviously his uh, mental state as well as um, the fact that he's kind of like the avatar for an Egyptian god. So, and I mean, <laughs> and they did do the cool thing of like uh, his voices, mm-hmm. like his like he's talking in one voice and later in the trailer in another voice. Oh, totally. It's a good, it's a good way of distinct, like distinguishing who is who. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, which would be, I mean, it'd be a shame if they didn't do something like that because that's always like a flair in the comics, right? Like each of his kind of personalities has these like a different way of like yeah. talking, you know, different... I've said it before on the show. One of there's the super cool recent moon Knight run mm-hmm. where like panel to panel, depending on who is in, in control, the suit would change. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's an awesome concept. That would be incredibly difficult to nail on film. Well, yeah. I, I would say I was going to bring up the suit in the in the show. I, it looks like in the trailer you get very little glimpse of it, but yeah. it looks like they brightened it up from, like, that image that got leaked a while ago. Yeah. But it, it looks, from what you see, like, the shots of the material and stuff, pretty on it, on point with that, like, that promotional shot that kind of got yeah, leaked. Yeah, the promotional shot looked good. It was obviously yeah. unfinished, yeah. but it looked cool. But So um, I imagine that the suit does look something like that. I like you know sort of I mean? the mummy-esque detailing to well, it. Well, totally, totally. Like, like, the kind of, like, wrapping almost, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, like, and the Moon Knight suit in the comics is very smooth most of the time. Yeah. It's more of just, like, a super suit-looking thing that's all totally, white. Totally, totally. has a hat, crescent moon on it, but... Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, he's just got, like, a, a cloak and a hood, and yeah. it's just, like, you know, fairly like standard suit, so really but, buying into the like really just nailing the visual language of it's related to egyptology mm-hmm. and giving you all the hints you need totally like, down yeah and well and then um they also dropped uh like a little uh, well like it was kind of like a little promotional and teaser thing for she hulk yes uh where you see you do see jennifer walters get green uh you don't see her face no but you do see her get green you see like a talk between you know the hulk and somebody in a fucking cell which well that was that was her was that her yeah it looked like they were trying to control the transformation oh it looked like a kid well it's because the hulk was in hulk mode oh maybe yeah yeah that was her Um, she just and then you see like charlie cox in the trailer which was really fucking cool that was that was the coolest part of the trailer i'm yet to see charlie cox in the trailer Dude, pull it up right now. Let's okay. Let's fucking look. Pull, pull There's it up right another now. shot from like the the sizzle where you see She Hulk coming out of the uh, coming out of like a limo. 
with like a slit dress and you see the leg hmm. is green. And I think that was from like the intro to the whole conference. Fuck off with this, all these ads, YouTube, come on. YouTube ads, bunch of fucking bastards, bastard ads. Let's see if is this, this does it. Right now. What are you feeling? Is this just a bullshit thing? Is this a fake? Yeah, this is from Screen Culture. It's fake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Damn you, Screen Culture. These bastards. Dude, straight up. It's got to be like that. that. Uh, this one, the 30-second one. Yeah, yeah. You pause it when he comes up. Dune! Uh, I'm yet to watch Dune. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Let's see here. going to be good. There's Jennifer in the all green. It's a bit gratuitous. See, that's her. Yeah, yeah. That's a callback to the original show. I assumed. Okay, where's the... Where's Charlie Cox at? Where's the other one? They dropped like two little things. There's a different one than that. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. Well, then... We'll have to keep digging. I'm not gonna keep doing it right now, though. Yeah, we'll look at it. But later. yeah, you definitely do. You definitely see him because that's like what sparked all the all like the hot rumors about him. Really? Yeah. So, um, and then I, and then there was also a, um, a Miss Marvel, like little teaser. Yeah, that looks show kind of looks fucking lame. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like one, they're not even doing Miss Marvel's like stretchy powers. They're doing like this kind of like quasi like. Green Lantern esque sort of like beam yeah. of light that gets like a, it's like a hard light construct that she can use or something yeah. like that. And I was like, it's really fucking like this is your test run to pull off how Mister Fantastic will look yes. by using those powers I here, and people will give you some fucking credit because it's a Miss Marvel fucking movie show. But yeah, it's definitely going to be like this. Out of all of them, that's the one that's going to be for kids for sure. 100%. You know what I mean? I'm intrigued to see more. You know, I'm yet to be sold on it. I'm not. I don't think I was as critical as you are initially. But I am, I want to see more because the 30 second little sizzle we got wasn't enough, you know? Yeah. Enough for me to get truly interested, you know, and this sort of goes back. I know we've had this conversation a few times on the show in terms of like Disney, like inclusion has a purpose, you know, it's to sell tickets at this point, sadly. Well, it's it's as much a it's marketing also, ploy I mean, as it is a social thing. Well, with I mean, with her character, like the comics were centered around her ethnicity exactly. to begin with. So, and well, they I think it's good that they brought on a crew and like a lot of the writers and the directors are people of yeah. Arabic background. Awesome, great. I think that that's great to see more people like that in film, and I really hope that they do a good job. I just need to see more. You know, that's my thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> My th- how do I say it? My thing is like if you don't fuck with the characters too much and you just do what the character like pay you know respect to the characters as they are, then you still have a lot of really great characters. Right? I think that's the theme you, of this episode. You have uh, you know respect the character. Well, you have Ms. Marvel there. You have uh, which which it really is like you know we have the first run for that series when it dropped and it's a really cool series because it's like a, it's following her as she's like not only dealing with like all of a sudden having powers because she gets them from the Terrigen Mist but she like also uh, you know it's like it's like her trying to like understand how to be a superhero so she runs into like this run where she's like the first kind of villain 
you know, maybe yeah. that she kind of comes across very light villain, you know, is like, is like somebody, she also bumps into Wolverine along the way and she gets like a little kind of like hero tip from Wolverine cool. and she gets like a hero tip from, you know, Carol Danvers and all this stuff. So it's a kind think, of, it's kind of like a world building thing. And like, it's, it's really interesting to watch a young character sort of grow up in, well, in, good, in the universe. It seems you know? like a good vessel. Like, I think that's one of the things that we can only say with Spider-Man so far mm-hmm. is that we've had like a, like a Marvel coming of age story. I think yeah, for I the think for the most part, yeah. it's really just Spider Man. I think well, yeah, because everybody else is everybody, everybody else, else is adults. adults. Yeah. So I mean, like, and with we we were talking about it before the show um, when we were uh, we were just we were had some good pizza. Shout out to Vix. Yo, um, we uh, fuck old school. Uh, that's a joke. <laughs> there goes half the listeners. Honestly, old school's kind of kind of how do I say it? It's, it's all fine. about the aesthetic. Um, the, uh, but, um, it's good. I think it's all coming of age stories are very engaging and I think they're a lot of fun when done well. And I'm always down for a good coming of age for like team finding themselves show. Like, I feel like it's done more often bad than it is good though. Yeah. And it's done more often in the vein of like a CW fucking program than it is anything else. Yeah. That's why it's like, that's why those things can be really fucking boring. Yeah. And like, Maybe putting some actual yeah. money behind it with Disney and Marvel, it gets better. Well, yeah. I do I mean, agree with you, though. I find it slightly frustrating that they're changing her powers. I'm curious if she's still going to be an Inhuman. Yeah. I mean, those are, like, really pivotal things to me for that character. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they haven't brought in the Inhumans in the MCU. So, yeah. you know. It might be, they're, a, it they're, might be an interesting starting place. It would be, but they'd also have to like immediately drop that like the Terrigen mist spread across the globe, and yeah. like other people now have superpowers also, it's and shit like that, which is like the closest thing we got was a legit storyline in Agents, Agents of, of Shield. Shield. It's a shame that it's on the MCU. That's what I'm fucking saying, dude. <laughs> like, like if, if Agents of Shield was canon, then Ms. Marvel would make more sense to me. Oh my god, dude! The second at the end of the Just second joking. season of Agents of Shield, when there's that sort of montage of the Terrigen dude. like melting in the ocean. <sighs> And it getting into fish oil tablets. Dude. <laughs> and it's just like, that's the end stinger of that season. Oh my God, it was so good. And then after that is like when they put money into Agents of Shield. That's what I'm saying, man. They they really... They, season season one and two were fine. Especially yeah. the end of season one with mm-hmm. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. For sure. But then it got so fucking good. It's after, such a shame that they did not canonize that, man. Like, dude, I'm hoping that it goes the same way as Daredevil, though. That we yeah. see some of these characters again. Yeah. Well, because, like, you know, and just to, like, kind of finish talking about those, like, hodgepodge of things, like, there are, like, heavy rumors of, of, of Charlie Cox, like, now, like, being part of this, like, project that's getting developed, a Daredevil project that's, that's getting developed. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like that he might be popping up as, like, side characters, you know, Matt Murdock, maybe, yeah. uh, in, like, a variety of projects. Might not be seeing the costume. Yeah, you know? which which would be a great like a great build up to him donning the costume yeah. in a show, you know. But like, or yeah. or I mean, there could be like little, like he very well. And I was another thing we were talking about before the show. It could be very cool seeing him being like in the courtroom, and there totally. being some hints that he is Daredevil on the side, mm. you know, and that he is active and like is a vigilante. Yeah. But we're not seeing that side yet. Yeah, we're more seeing just his day to day life. Yeah, like, I think that'd be sweet. Yeah, maybe maybe his knuckles are a little bloody in the courtroom. Or yeah, something or, he's like that, like you know? little, or he's got like a little black eye. Or <laughs> yeah, something, exactly. You know? But you know, I almost guarantee you that he maybe like at some point ha- gives some sort of like 
legal advice or works with Jennifer Walters yeah. and like the She-Hulk series. Well, Jennifer Walters is a prosecutor, you know? right? Yeah, yeah. And she specifically like, you know, develops her practice to like, like, you know, represent superhero clientele. Is she a prosecutor or a defense attorney? Uh, I think she's just a lawyer in general. Okay. Think, well, Matt Murdock yeah. is specifically a defense attorney. Yeah. I don't think I, like, I, don't, I don't know what her fucking title is. I think, it might well, be defense attorney. Then, well, prosecutor would be fun because then you can go. Well, She Hulk versus Daredevil. I mean, that would be pretty cool. Maybe that would maybe that would be a good setup. That'd I mean, be a great setup. Maybe she's prosecuting. Maybe Jennifer Walters is prosecuting villains for the you know for the court. And Daredevil's playing devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like uh, I, I think I think they got some really cool stuff. The only thing I'm like kind of like. You know, I mean, we've heard Dick all about it, but they're 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 definitely <laughs> like crazy. developing uh, like an Echo show, and yeah. I think that like that's the one that's probably the closest related to Daredevil yeah. in terms of like a project. Yeah. Um, but it's still like really like out there. They've like they've they've announced. What's, what's the deal it, with Echo you know, again? Uh, from my understanding, I think Echo is like kind of just one of those like street level sort of what? like is martial like, arts. Is she like deaf? Is that the thing? I, I think so. I, I think don't remember so. off the top of my head. I, I just I just know that like I just know that like yeah, there, there's definitely been some crossover with her and her and Daredevil before. You know, yeah, they occupy the same space. Yeah, isn't the, she like the adopted daughter of Kingpin? Could I be. think that's what I heard about her. But you know, that, that's another character, man. Like like they have a perfect casting for Kingpin. Yeah, and we've talked about this ex- like exhaustively, but but like, it's know, like it's like so hard to let those two perfect castings go when when they're they're still interest those actors are still interested in the roles. Yeah, they're still interest in them as as those well, roles. You know, they you have know. to get back another actress though. Who's that? Vanessa. Oh, <laughs> he won't come back without Vanessa. <laughs> I need Vanessa. Dude, she's my wife. Dude, and then you know, just a slippery slope. John Barenthal will then make his appearance as Punisher oh, on Disney Plus. God, he's so, so good. The only other random Disney Plus thing I wanted to shout out was that there's rumors that they're floating the ideas around of putting like not kid-friendly content on Disney Plus, like like adult Please. violent type of content, you know, like regular shit. You <laughs> know, actually, I'm taking a, a I mentioned this last week. I'm taking a political economy of the media class, mm-hmm. essentially media ownership and how it's divided. Um, what's fascinating is that for, since Disney was a company, they've always had sub like, um, like sub companies mm. to distribute non kid friendly content oh, totally. a- away from the Disney banner. Totally. So it makes sense considering they own Hulu now mm. that like any not quite kid friendly things go on Hulu. Well, yeah, but that's what they've been doing. Right. Exactly. So, so like, but they, like, like, I'm curious like, what yeah. would break into disney plus yeah you know? and, and that's like what's the threshold there like like what like even if they open up the envelope a little bit more like what where is the new line for yeah. like you know like will they put aliens on 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 disney plus you dude know, they own fox now though so it's like <laughs> you're talking about uh your dad earlier with star trek mm-hmm. reminded me that my dad uh worth noting a man who lived in a town that got power a year before he was born in the 70s there you go um thought that anything that took place in space was star Wars. So he showed me a really cool star Wars movie called alien when I was like five years old. Oh yeah. And it freaked the fuck out of me. Like I can't imagine that being on Disney plus or it's a great movie, man. It's a great movie now, but for five year old Lucas, I was like shitting myself. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those <laughs> the same. I mean, those are like some of the earlier, earliest movies my dad fucking played for us. Like, 
just wrong time, wrong time to do it. <laughs> I mean, but, I get you're excited, but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely ain't Star Wars, though. Probably not. Uh, but okay, so the other obvious uh, couple we of things we got to talk about. Well, we got we got to mention. We have to we have to mention before before we dive into the, the juicy juicy bit. There is officially a start to the Avatar last airbender live like production it Yo, just began i was trying to um i was trying to segue us into this because you were talking about uh star, star trek the next generation mm-hmm. having some like political talking points and sort oh, of yeah. leaning into some ideas avatar does that 100 totally. totally and i think like especially avatar goes hard on the class system and then the second oh, in the fucking second yeah. book <laughs> and then even in like um in the second book and then you get into like um dictatorial rule mm-hmm. in the third book legend of korra is all about fascism and political ideology. Yeah, ideologies. It, 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 it's really fucking awesome how they dig that. They they they, they weave that yeah. into the series. I mean, literally, Legend of Korra is like communism, mm. um, idealism, and like by season season three is anarchy, and then yep. anarchy leads directly to a fascist regi- regime. Dude, straight up. And it's it's like in retrospect, thinking of both those shows, I'm like, damn, that's some good shit. Yeah. We've been getting cool Avatar casting news. Dude, Last week we talked about Daniel Day Kim. Fucking good. And, and you sent me yesterday the new casting news. And I I went, I was sitting, me and, me and Kate have been watching House lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, because why not? It's actually really good. And um, I was sitting with her watching the show. I said, my phone rings. And I go, <gasps> and she's like, is everything okay? I was like, Appa's playing <laughs> fucking Iroh. Dude, it's oh so it's so legit. Like, what a fucking what a fucking good casting. Oh my god, I can't like I just can't believe I I can't believe it that that was like the fucking case. What's what's, what's his, his name it? again? I was just I was just trying to look. I was it like, up. I, I only know him. Either, I only like, know him as like Mr. Kim. Oh yeah, what is it? I had I had it. I had something saved for. It, I got but. I got it here. But yeah, is he? I mean, he's popped up a little bit in you know he had like he had that uh, cameo in the uh, Paul uh, Pauly. Yeah. Um. And so you know he had he had that like lovely little role as like the starfighter, the X-wing pilot in the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. And like, you know, it's just always like he's one of those actors now. It's just like exciting to see him yeah. in something and to see him get cast as Uncle Iroh. In it's the last on it's the just money. fucking on point, and like he, you know, because Iroh's so like he spends so much of that show being so fucking like wholesome, and then he has these moments where he like you know, s- like smacks Zuko back into place, basically, yeah. you know, and like Iroh's- and like this guy, this, he has such a good like ho- like heart, like he has a good like wholesome vibe to him, yeah. But he also like you see him as Appa at times, like and and you know Kim's convenience get kind of like snappy too, and yeah. so it's like I really can't wait to see him. Do that. Have like, you ever, in have this you ever seen him? It was like the Canadian, uh, the Canadian Film Awards, because mm-hmm. because Kim's Convenience is a yeah. Canadian show. He goes up and get he like won Best Comedic Actor. Nice. And he goes up and he goes in like Abba's voice like, "I'm best. I deserve this." <laughs> and <laughs> then he goes, "I'm joking. I'm joking, everybody." And it just the dude seems like so nice. Totally. And it is a truly dream casting. I just question. Is he going to get ripped for season three? Yeah, that's what we were, we were <laughs> trying to like, you know, I hope so. I hope, I hope we see that dude like, I think what's so get in- fucking like jacked for, yeah. season, for season. What's three. so interesting is that Iroh is so unassuming for the mm. first two seasons. We know that he has this like weird past and a lot of it is not really divulged to the audience. 
No. That he he's he was a brutal military general. Yeah. He was incredibly efficient. The dragon of the West. Yeah. We get little hints to what the shit that Iroh's done. Is season three, sadly the voice actor had passed away and they cut his role heavily because there was gonna be another actor filling that slot. Mm. But also just to sort of let Zuko have his arc. Yeah. And not real and the point of Zuko's season three arc is that he did it himself. Iroh didn't have to lead him anymore. Yeah. But then when Iroh comes back, that unassuming form is gone. Yo, no, yeah. He's he's a he's a leader again. He's he's a, he's a yeah. leader. He's physical, like pr- he's physically as best. And actually, it makes sense that they'd have to get him ripped because he breaks out on the day of Black Sun when yeah. he doesn't have any powers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is awesome. It's fucking saying something. Yeah, that'll be that'll be cool, man. Because Iroh is like one of my all time. He's like one of my top favorite characters yeah. in that series, man. And then we have um, Commander Zhao, is played by Ken Lung, who yeah. I recognize. I don't yeah, know yeah, what... I recognize. I, like, there's like him, and then the guy who plays Monk Yatso. Uh, yeah, Lee K. Sui. The, all Su. three of these guys, I, I've reckon, I recognize from from. A, yeah, these are like so, so. obviously we recognize Paul Moore. Yeah, but. I like both of these other guys. I want to look, I'll have to look at their filmography because I immediately recognize them as well. Yeah, dude, but I'm excited about it, man. And like that combined with the, the you know who pretty should... solid casting that they have for the kids, you know, it's... you know, I know we're not going to see this because it's only season one so far. I'm incredibly excited to see who plays Azula. Oh, for sure. Because I think you got to get some fucking acting chops to play Azula. Dude, she, yeah, <laughs> I like legit. Like she, cause she has such wild, like, uh, like moods and like swings yeah. that she turns and like you know especially just, in season three yeah her yeah her, her character development in season three is fucking gnarly I cannot wait to see who plays Toph oh dude that's another one man <laughs> that's like, like yeah you gotta be confident because, in that yeah because Toph is like such a fucking iconic character and a presence oh dude yeah I love it yeah I can't wait I can't wait for that to like get developed like season one drops I'm gonna eat it up and I'm. I'm I'm really hoping that I'm gonna just immediately want that season two. Season you know? season one of Avatar, even in like the animation, mm. it's the weakest of the three seasons. Oh, for sure, yeah. But it it walks so the rest can run. Yeah, and it's like season two and season three are genuinely some of the most satisfying television I've ever seen. Mm. Like, well, and season one ends in a really fucking oh, awesome great. place, dude. Like, <laughs> <It's> like, <awesome. laughs> like, you know, the invasion of the Northern Water Tribe and yeah. shit like that is like fucking intense. It's like, great. Yeah, dude. And so, I oh, mean, God. you know, just, actually, I, I want to give. I can't wait to think about the. See I wanna, that I'm curious how they will um, address like some of the more animation heavy parts of this. Yeah. And translate it into live action. The one thing that I do think is cool about the the movie is how they deal with the invasion of the war tribe mm-hmm. and, f- and like finishing that sequence off. Yeah. I agree there. Yeah. I mean like where Aang enters the avatar state and doesn't like blow up any ships, but makes a giant wave mm-hmm. and just forces all the ships away without yeah. hurting anyone. Yeah. Very much in his character. Totally. But I can definitely see they were going for like him not being in control at the end. Yeah. And so it sort of broke from that. I thought it was interesting. Nonetheless, that movie fucking sucks, Oof. but, um, yeah, but an interesting idea. I'm that's that's like my one thing. I don't know. I haven't watched Cowboy Bebop yet. I don't know if that's, I, I think it, it might be out. I'm not sure. I've heard that some people have like dropped like reviews about it, but I I've haven't been seen, seen reviews it. coming. I haven't out. seen it on Netflix yet, so maybe I'm, they there's maybe it's or, like previewing. Yeah, but I'm curious because when you translate something in animation into live action, mm-hmm. 
there's a something can be lost. Yeah, and for sure. I definitely am curious, especially with Avatar. CGI is much better than it was ten years ago, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That's my one biggest curiosity because no matter how good the cast is, no matter how good the acting chops are, if bending doesn't look good, I'm gonna have a problem. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, dude. If, like if the fights suck it's gonna be less engaging 100 percent. that's it as good as the character is you have to keep me entertained well yeah for sure otherwise i'll just watch the original (laughs) (laughs) dude straight up i mean like yeah oh yeah exactly otherwise i'll just keep watching re-watching the animation because it's so fucking good so good um but okay so the 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 big the big big for this week obviously has got to be a marvel related title it's gotta you know, be it's gotta be it's all who doesn't it, know what it is yeah if you don't know just turn off the podcast now you haven't been paying attention uh spider-man no way Spider-Man. spider-man officially got that second trailer drop dude they were hyping the shit out of this jesus christ dude they were hyping the trailer drop more than the movie like well i mean like, here, <laughs> you know so i have an important nuts. i have an important question to ask mm. is this gonna be the first billion dollar movie of the pandemic no Really? No. You don't think that this is gonna crack a billion? I don't think so. Endgame did two billion. I don't think this is gonna. I don't think this is gonna drive people uh, that hard. I think people. I think the people that are gonna. We've talked about it before. Like I think the people that are interested in in the Marvel movies and interested in, in Spider Man. Yeah. Are still gonna turn out for it and see it. But, but I don't think that's gonna. I don't think this movie is gonna be generating new fans. But I do think, in the same vein, like. Endgame had so much going for it. I don't think this is going to be Endgame. Yeah, but, but Disney Plus think... wasn't around when Endgame came out either. Exactly. I but because this is only going to theaters, mm. I do think that this is going to because it's a Spider-Man film. It's going to drive more interest than like Black Widow. It's going to drive 100% more interest than Eternals. It's going to drive more interest than Shang-Chi. <clears throat> and well, playing yeah. into like w- William Defoe being back mm. and like all these classic characters. Plus, even the ones from the Amazing Spider-Man. I'll tell you what, man. They better hope for a billion-dollar movie because they got a large fucking budget, probably. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> 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 At least they didn't go the way of like no wait, no time to die. <clears throat> yeah, well, for real though. Where they spend like two years <laughs> typing it up it. more, more. <laughs> like, yeah. No, no time to die was fuck. No matter what, it's already out on digital because it didn't do well enough in theaters. Yeah, I, I I've been seeing like I've been seeing that pop up, and it's like I, I uh, if you go on like Amazon Prime uh, on Prime Video or whatever, it's like that's like gearing up to pop up. It, it's like it's maybe releasing before Candyman, which came out before it in the theaters. Yeah. Which is oh, it's already it's already out. You know what I it mean? It dropped like a week ago. Oh, that's so strange. Prime. Well, it's because the movie came out very and it had decent box office numbers, mm-hmm. but to break even, it had to make nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, which is yeah. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um. So the uh, so yeah, that's already released. I think that Spider Man, because it is Spider Man, it is in the MCU, and with the amount of respect, it appears to be paying to Tobey Maguire and even Andrew Garfield. People are gonna be fucking excited. That's that's what's gonna make or break it. it yeah. it's gonna have a big. It's gonna have a you know. It's gonna be a big success either way. But it's you know what'll push it over the line will be if it has like the full yeah actor like cat uh, the full cast that people wanted to have you know yeah. what i mean shall we uh shall we watch it yeah yeah pop it on let's go oh so there's God. there's definitely so many things about this that like leave you curious you know Ooh, we're getting loud and i'm right after the this is genuinely great trailer <laughs> 
Well, and what's kind of interesting is that, like, you know, they use some new stuff in this trailer, but it's not, like... Still very broad on what the actual film is going to be about. Well, it wasn't, like, 100% new stuff in the trailer. You yeah. Know, which is, like... Sort of, like, giving us a bit more, but not too much more. For sure. Like, it builds on the tease that they gave you from the first one with the Green Goblin's full appearance. Yeah. Love that suit. The black and gold suit or whatever. Looks it's, like, sick. his mystical suit or something, like... Yeah, because you see him like definitely like wielding what appears to be like Doctor Strange esque powers on his gaunt. Like, uh, you're not wrist. Peter Parker. I'm sorry. What was her name again? Doctor Otto Octavius. <laughs> Good bit. Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? Yeah, so they capture a couple of them. It seems like. Yeah, and uh, you notice the red, uh, Doc Ock arms. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Like, did he get some Stark tech or some shit? Uh, it appears he absorbs the nanotech suit. Interesting. As you can see it falling apart in the uh, scene where Peter Parker's head comes out. Okay. It's missing pieces like Iron Man suit in Infinity War. Oh, fucking hell. I like this idea too. Peter Parker trying to save all the villains. That's, so there you that, go. I mean, yeah, that'd be an interesting setup. Oh, like legit Electro. Yeah. Looks good, actually. God, there's so many things. So that, there's like a one shot where it looks like a uh, different Green Goblin. We're worried about that shot. We'll talk about it in a sec. Yeah, the the epic uh, Spider-Man facing off against a few villains. Oh, it's worth noting, Ned's also falling. Nobody going to save Ned. So I'll, I'll give my theory on that in a sec. Ned dies. Very, very into the Spider-Verse. Very into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Spider Monday. God, Spider Monday. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, and then it hits you with a PS4 five ad for the uh, Spider Man games. Yeah, so I mean, definitely like if you've been online, you've probably seen the the shot of like the slow down and cl- like close up shot of of the lizard in that scene from the Brazilian trailer. My people. And so, it. and so it's you know it it's like I mean it was one of, like the first things I, I like I watched the trailer <laughs> seven like, minutes after it dropped and then uh, like shortly after that you yeah. started seeing these like these images pop up and like, the lizard like, is getting kicked by nothing yeah he like <laughs> gets yeah. knocked back and and, and so it's like you, there's definitely something going on in that scene yeah you know there's there's the dude it's a three on three well there it has to, it has to at least be and this this is what I'm afraid of is that. There's like I said, there's a shot in the trailer of somebody else on a glider that is not the Green Goblin. That that is Green Goblin. It looks like a hooded person without a face mask. So and it looks more akin to like say James Franco's Green Goblin esque character. Yeah. Or even uh, the Green Goblin from the Andrew Garfield movies. So there was a um, there was a leak wall back of a uh, a stunt double wearing a Green Goblin suit, mm. that it was slightly modified. It's still Defoe's Green Goblin, 
but it looks like at some point in the movie the the helmet from the original gets broken mm. and there's like it's the sun devil wearing goggles with a modified version of that of the original suit where it's just like the chest and it has like a bag on it and like a purple scarf it's well, still defoe well let's hope so and if, it'd, if be, you, it'd, it'd be really it, it'd be really bad if they if they incorporated something else harry <laughs> Well, it'd be really get bad if they, if they brought like that. That that's like a third. You know, they get get James could, Franco in. Well, because if you think about it, like I could definitely see them trying to pull something off where it's like, okay, well, we got one of the extra Spider Man in, yeah. but we don't have the, all three of them. If you, you know? here, I'll find it. If you people have paused that shot and lightened it up a bit, it's still mm. blurry, but it's obviously the leaked suit, which is yeah, still. I mean, I don't give that much of a shit about it. Which but, it's like, still but, wonderful. I'll but, find it because it looks sick. Um, but yeah, so it's like it's definitely. You know, and this is what I was thinking about with this trailer when it dropped was like, it, they're not going to give you the three Spider-Man. They're not going to no. give you that. That's like obviously, Which that's obviously what's going to generate a big portion of the people going to the theater to see it is like people that want to see if that happens. Apparently, um, Sony wanted to give the three, spi- put the three, three Spider-Man in this and Marvel said don't. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense because Sony's fucking stupid and they do all the things. There you go. That's it. Yeah, but that looks completely different than the good thing on the glider. Though. That's what I'm saying. No, that's that's what's on the glider. There's a shot here of it. It's it's that one. Yeah, with like. It just with goggles. With goggles and like, like a little a, hood, but it's it's that. Maybe just in like a darker environment. The suit doesn't have like the what looks like a sort of like protruding things off the arms and whatnot. Because yeah. that looks that looks more like a the the shot the suit in the trailer looks more like. Batman, Bat, Robert Pattinson's bat suit. You're actually right. I know, than, I'm not saying that too. Maybe, so. That might be like post CGI stuff. So though. I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll hold our breath. Because let's be real. Even like the the really good like live act or the really good practical suit they have for Spider Man that mm-hmm. Tom Holland films in is just for CGI reference. Oh, so yeah. a lot I mean, of this stuff is sort of subject to change and post. Yeah. You know. But either way, so it'll be interesting to see, like for sure, how they flush all this out. I think it'd be really strange if they. I mean, uh, how do I say this? It'd be really strange if they tried, and I don't think they're going to, but if they tried to continue on the story after this movie. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland's you Tom know, Holland, basically all but said that like this is like the end of these characters Tom as we Holland know them. Tom Holland said that um, it's probably for the best. I think I saw this quote today from an interview that he did like a like a few weeks ago. It's probably for the best that I don't do another Spider-Man movie. It's most likely the best that they do a Miles Morales film. Yeah, well, yeah. I think that, that that's that's mainly because him as an actor, he's like like for a while now, he's been like you know in interviews and stuff questioning whether he wants to continue this role, well, yeah. where eventually he'll only be known as like a former Spider Man, or if he it. wants to be as an actor and develop further. Like, so that makes sense. Like, and yeah, like the, obviously, like doing I mean, the last thing Tobey Maguire was in was Boss Baby in 2018. So I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, because Tobey Maguire had a series of fucking well, yeah, that too but... miss misfires for sure. Uh, and like Tom Holland's still young enough as an actor that he can he, he, can, he can still like get away with like moving pa- moving away from this role. Like look yeah. at look at Chris Evans right now. Chris Evans as an actor is having a hard like he's getting some good roles, but he's definitely having a hard time moving away from the face being the face of the MCU. Oh yeah, and that's a danger, dude. Like I like I don't know. I feel like it's if like, you want to be taken seriously, you don't want to be taken seriously as an MCU actor. Yeah, I mean you know like Robert Downey like, Jr. is doing nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like Robert Downey Jr. did like he got famous, re-famous for being iron man and then after he did that he dropped tried to do a dr doolittle movie that was like coasting on only his popularity basically and it fucking flopped and it's like dude don't you don't want to be that guy you don't want to be the guy who wishes he was actually you know 
Tony Stark. <laughs> so, um, I do think, um, so there's another thing from this trailer that I saw. So there are, so five villains missing one. Yeah. The rumor is the rumor is the Mysterio's Dr. Strange. That's bullshit. It would be, um, it would be, it would be so, so stupid. It's Venom. I mean, that would also be stupid. Well, <laughs> like, Venom's in the MCU now. Yeah, but but he's not like if he's, he's an a, if guy. he's if he's an actual like character in this movie, it would be a fucking mistake. <laughs> because that's exactly what was fucking off about the other the other time they tried to use Venom in a fucking Spider-Man movie. Yeah, was that they it's jammed him? They jammed him in into a crowded cast. Yeah. nobody wants to see Tom Hardy and Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin yeah. in the same fucking movie. You know, you know, I would mean? be down with Venom popping up in like end credits. You know. Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, give, I mean, give he's Spider-Man already you already know he's in the in, in in the universe because of the Venom Two thing. But he also he popped up in Mexico, so he's got to make a ways to get to New York. Well, and, yeah. I mean, it's it, so it, you know, it's just sort of like I think how do I say I think it would be smart for them to to let that ride because yeah. it's still so fresh for people. I agree. And you know, if they're already doing Give us a, a little stinger like, in this one, you know, you know, some multiverse building in this movie, like leave it with like what they have. You know, I mean, clearly this this gets bigger. Uh, has a bigger Im- I- you know impact than just the movie yeah. you know it's it's obvious that like this the events of this movie are going to spill over into you know other aspects of the MCU yeah. uh i mean even to the point where it's like i really don't know what doctor strange's role is in this movie necessarily no. I mean, like, it looks like he f- like the spell gets fucked up yeah and then it looks like it like tears reality yeah, like, and just start pulling these Spider-Man villains from a bunch of different yeah. universes. Yeah, so so that that's what, and what also, I'm wondering is like, the end does of the he have to sort go? Sort of implies that there's more coming. That's what I mean. Like, so it's like, does he, you know, is he now like gonna have to like, is that multiverse of madness shit I, where he's basically so. like now having to close up this fucking these like? Well, I think this movie might end with whatever, him you know? like going into the multiverse. Yeah, and so that that's really the post credit scene that I'm looking for is like is like what the fuck does well, Doctor I, Strange have to do after? I this? think post credit scene. Uh, Doctor Strange trying to fix this shit and then Wanda shows up. Yeah, like, dude, like, seriously, like, something like that. Or America Chavez, because that's another thing that needs to get set up. Yeah, which I'm still, like, there's been no setup for that character yet. There's a casting, that's Yeah, totally, and, like, I mean, there's, you know, there's, like, the character is involved in the Doctor Strange movie. We know yeah. that. Like so, she's on the yeah. poster. <laughs> it's like it'll be really interesting to see how that gets flushed out. But so, yeah, dude, like this. I mean, this movie definitely. There, is, there's is... there's two more things I really want to bring up. The um, so there's that scene of um, of MJ falling. Mm. <clears throat> Ned's also falling. Something worth noting. Mm. And uh, it's right after Peter Parker says, "I can't save them all," and. So well, I, I have but seen multiple that, Peter Parkers can save them all. I have seen people saying, and this is very much fan canon at this point. We don't know, but it would make complete sense because the visual parallels at present that Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man saves MJ. MJ yeah. When, uh, when um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man can't. Yeah. Um, well, there's great, also great it, payoff to that character. I saw in that, in that scene in the trailer, there's like, um, you know, another, <laughs> somebody else like, you know, yeah, there's another arm in off. there. Yeah, it's like an arm that was like kind of like lingering in there. So you definitely know that there's like a Spider-Man somewhere close by. Yeah. And then um, there is something of note that I haven't actually seen. I saw one person talking about Mr. Sunday Movies mentioned it. There's a scene where Doc Ock is running from the lightning from Electro. Hmm. Which I Doc Ock turned good. Do we potentially see? Because there's that scene of them just talking. No superior Spider-Man. 
no no superior spider-man <laughs> but like at the end of spider-man 2 he sort of realizes that he's wrong yeah and tries yeah. to fix the problem he's helped create yeah i mean that that was like the, the the character that they painted with him was that he was more of a tragic character than anything yeah. else you know which was very engaging it's why that movie's so widely loved i think is that it, you I, have I, a great villain in that I, sense definitely and so that that would be a, that would be the obvious turn in this movie yeah 100 percent. yeah i think and i think um even if it is a bit obvious, I think doing it in an interesting way, maybe him realizing that like it, like Dr. Strange is saying, uh, I mean, maybe. Dr. Strange saying it's their fate to die yeah. fighting Spider-Man. There could be some form of acceptance of that on the part of Doc Ock. Well, like I imagine like, I imagine, yeah, like like characters like the lizard and Electro and Doc Ock are all sympathetic characters. Yeah. Willem Dafoe. No, but nah. I don't imagine that. I don't imagine <laughs> that, really. that like they would be trying to redeem the green, the green goblin, but no. the other, the other three characters, they already painted in the movies that they were in as like tragic figures. You know, Jamie Foxx's Electro is, is uh, like bullied, bullied and just, you know, mold over by, by society. Uh, you know, the uh, fucking lizard, Ian, what's his name? Um, Reese something or other whatever whatever his fucking name is his his you know Doc Connors is uh, Doc Connors was always a tragic character you know yeah. just somebody who's trying to regain something that he lost and and uh so yeah that that makes sense it I I got to be honest though I feel like that'd be a really boring fucking story like, like me too like I don't want to see a story about Spider Man trying to trying to save and redeem these villains I don't I don't like, think redeem might be you know, I want to see a, I want to see like uh like I want to see him and two other Spider Men battle these villains you know and, and then throw them in the fucking multiverse in, yeah, yeah or like you know or they get they get stuck you know you on know, the fucking raft or something like that I think one of the fun things about Spider Man is that he can't one of the most engaging things is that he can't have it both ways. No, and that yeah, I think well that's, that's like, sort of the direction they're going is that he wants to be a normal kid, but with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. And he's trying to save people. He can't save them all. He's sympathetic to these villains because he doesn't want to send these people to their doom, but they want to fucking kill him and his friends. So it's like you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Something has to give. Yeah. Which is which, a lesson you think he would have learned after the last movie. Exactly. <laughs> and if they have balls, they'll do death of Peter Parker in this. I mean, yeah. And then you get a real Miles Morales story. I mean, that'd be that that would be intriguing, honestly. I like don't if, think if, they'll it'd do be, it. It would be super out of left park. Like it'd just be uh, imagine the balls. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I don't think they have it. Like, no, I don't I, think so either. I, I think that they're. I think that like the introduction of the Miles Morales character will be really a really dicey and careful thing. Yeah. Um, that they have to pull off yeah. because the character that because. Two things. Peter Maybe. Parker's a really beloved character yeah. and Miles Morales is also. And so and so you you don't want to transition away from one in a hodgepodge ass way. And so the jamming like, sort of like the Venom debacle, jamming another important character into this movie filled with a, a plethora of other characters yeah. would be a fucking mistake. Yeah. For well, I'm not sure. saying put Miles Morales in this movie. But I mean, I, I think, I, I just think, I think leaving it on a note where there's like, okay, now we need another Spider-Man is probably not the best way to leave a Spider-Man franchise either. Saying, it's a bit too <laughs> Ultimate Universe for the MCU. Well, I mean, which was heavily founded on the Ultimate Universe. So it is. It's, you know, it's like, it, but, the Ultimate but, they've, universe but they definitely also, steered away from that. It like, was very, the Ultimate Universe was also very edgy and sort of somber in ways that the mainline Marvel Universe never was. Well, and that's what I mean. It's like, that's why, like, they started off in like a, in a, in kind of a closer place to that. And yeah. they've definitely, you know, they've gotten they've, they've, more, they've, they've gotten more Disney friendly as they've, they've gotten more on, Disney as friendly as they've gone on. They've gotten <laughs> more Disney friendly and I think they've gotten more of their own vibe as well. Separate from 
pulling inspiration from everything rather than the more try they they're beyond having to sell the more grounded elements well, like the ultimate universe tried to do yeah i mean the disney mcu is like they they've established a tone for themselves and so they can which which directly like bleeds into and impacts the comics now so at this point yeah so it's it's, it's definitely the it's the tone that, that that as a company marvel wants to set uh and that that it will slowly be what's reflected and taken over in all forms of I mean, marvel considering media, kevin so. feige is now the head of marvel period yeah including I mean, the comics it's yeah. like which god himself yeah. is uh i mean it's and that's you know i've talked about it before but it's a dangerous slope to like to, to start ble- letting all that shit bleed together and influence itself and you know i did you know s- rather than being like two separate things that happen to be influencing one another it's i did see something intrinsically tied and I want to bring this up because I think it's an interesting discussion to have. Um, I did I read an article yesterday <clears throat> before the trailer came out that said Spider-Man Far From Ho- or No Way Home is doomed. It's going to disappoint. And it's because there's so much dialogue and so many expectations being set up by these companies and so much hype. It's very it's a very real possible. I don't think it, I don't think it'll ever be a failure. No. A commercial failure, but it I think I think that yeah, it's already in the danger of. I mean, just look at how much hype this fucking trailer had. Like the there were, hype there were for this movie, movie theater is, viewing parties for this trailer. That's what I mean, dude. It's like it's too real almost because yeah. it's just like it's you know. I think people are are. Hey, dude, I want it all. Like, I want Same. it all. I want all these characters to fucking be in a movie where they just, like, fucking throw bows and beat yeah. the shit out of each other. And, like, you know, you see it all. Like, you see all this the web-slinging action. <laughs> yeah. you know, you see, But it's not fucking reality. And, like, no. to set that expectation for this movie that high, which is what people are doing, yeah. is, like, it's just, as a viewer, dangerous. You it's know? A, as a viewer, you're setting yourself up to get disappointed. It yeah. Is, you're running the risk of uh, the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Yeah, where everybody just, has a thing they want to see yeah. and gets married to that idea and then when they don't see it they 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 get fucking frustrated. Yeah, which happens to movies all the time. It now. happens all the time. All Do the I, time. I the one thing that I feel reassured about is that I think that Marvel has a better read on their fan base mm-hmm. and what people actually want than say Disney did when it came to Star Wars. And yeah, you can see it with shit like this the lizard getting invisible kicked by something mm. it's like that they're not showing it in the trailer that was obviously a fluke that is already gone by the way <laughs> they re-upload that trailer with with it fixed it can't go away it, it's not it's, it's in, online it's, it's out gone, there now it's out there forever <laughs> but that said that is most likely showing that there's going to be a payoff to this ridiculous amount of hype mm. that is something that everybody wants to see will it be exactly what we thought probably not but well, no, never I, it's almost it's like the worst kept secret in Hollywood in in line with Kurt Russell playing ego at this point, if not beyond that Matt Murdock and the other two Spider-Man are in this. Well, that would be the interesting turn, right? Yeah. Is this like just like really, you know, just if we saw like a full blown like Daredevil like <laughs> kicking <laughs> kicking the lizard in the face in that trailer or Dude. In, that, in that shot, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'd be I'd be down for it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But again, it'd be like, what the fuck is going on now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that's a cool duo, Spider-Man oh, and sure. Spider-Man Daredevil. Dude, I mean, like like they. Like they have this really great relationship that they build those two characters into, and so it, it's it's almost such a shame to have never been able to experience that live action yeah. yet. Um, but you Once know, again, yeah, I do think that Daredevil will be like a sick, 
like um like mentor for like a Miles Morales type in oh, like dude. a future movie. I think that I think that that would be a good just in general like a good role for Charlie Cox's Daredevil is to kind of have this like mentory sort of vibe with some of the like street level yeah. up and comers, you know. And I, I think like this is something once again super engaging about Daredevil and very similar to Spider-Man. Daredevil mm. wants to have it both ways as well. Mm. He wants to uh weed out crime. He has the same problem as Batman. He wants to weed out crime, wants to make a city a better place, but he is a half measure. He's not taking the final step of fucking murdering these people. Yeah. So they're going to get out of prison and go back to crime. Yeah. So, and that's very in line with Spider-Man's predicament as well. Mm. And having him as sort of somebody that's been doing it and going to somebody mean like, you have to accept it. Like you have to accept that your moral code will prevent you from like making significant enough change. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's interesting. And it's one of the most engaging things about that character. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And I, I do, I could see that as being like a kind of connecting point for the, for those two characters. Yeah. Um, I definitely think, and I think that that feeds into what you were talking about with having Daredevil pop up in other stuff first, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, groundwork before doing his own thing. Yeah. Well, and that, I mean, that's been one of the biggest mysteries about this whole, uh, Spider-Man project was was that like you know Charlie Cox was on set Charlie Cox was involved in some way you know and so you're just like okay like this has got to be his first like MCU pop up yeah. right and so you're just like what the fuck is it gonna be like is is it gonna be just like a like a Matt Murdock mentor lawyer lawyer situation is it gonna be a Daredevil situation what is it, what is it? nobody knows um, will he be credited as Daredevil or Matt Murdock? You know the greatest mystery of Spider-Man No Way Home? What? Is the guy that Obadiah Stane yelled at going to be in it because he's still alive? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tony Stark built that in a cave <laughs> with a box of scraps. <laughs> he's still alive. He made it out. He, he, made had the, it he had the thumb drive that they sent to fucking J. John Jameson. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm just interested to see where this like where this starts off, you know, because because the last movie just left in such a fucking gnarly I've, place for Spider Man. I, I don't know if it's a leak or somebody just like making a joke, but there's the bit in uh, Far From Home where Flash Thompson loves Spider Man, mm-hmm. and <laughs> there's somebody who's like, it would be great if Flash Thompson's getting a Spider Man tattoo or something <laughs> when news comes out that it's Peter Parker. Dude, that. Dude's gonna lose his shit either way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Sadly, and this is one of the things that I sort of regret about this. We're never gonna see an Agent Venom Flash Thompson. No. And we're never gonna see a Hobgoblin. No. And it's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's fine. Like we'll see it in some other form. You've given us you'll give us Green Goblin. We don't we don't need the Hobgoblin. It's okay. <laughs> Dude, you know how crushed I would be if Ned ended up going bad? I mean I would be absolutely destroyed. He's such a lovable character. Oh yeah, that, I mean, it would be a really strange turn for him to actually like oh, become yeah. a villain. You know, there's no precedent for it so no. far. Like he's Spider-Man's best fucking homie. Like, yeah, he's know. just a nice guy. Like, sure, maybe maybe he has a different like accident and gets superpowers or something like that. I, I'd be I'd be fine. Give Ned some superpowers. Definitely but, be more of a Harry Osborn type. Yeah, but don't but don't make him the hop guy. He's gonna don't be make, good don't in make the him end. A villain. Don't make him a villain. He might have a moral struggle, but he's going to be good in the end and help him beat Venom and Sandstorm. Exactly. On his flying snowboard. (laughs) Dude, you know, actually, when you did that, that shot, that shot of Green Goblin that we talked about right at the beginning of this, 
God. In the other, in the alternate suit. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, I was like, no way. <laughs> it's, it's James Franco. I mean, there's no way that, like, there's no way that, they, that Marvel would work with Franco at this, at this point in time. No. Anyway. I guess Franco's caught so much heat, but like, you know, it, yeah. I mean, just the audacity of it to like, the, like to tease, like, to tease like the multiverse Spider-Man and then you give like maybe like a Spider-Man and then like his like his buddy Harry Osborn. <laughs> That'd be so stupid. Hey, I got some of my dad's pumpkin bombs. Let's get them. <laughs> dude, nah, I would be, I, that would be so, that'd be so fucking funny. Oh God, dude. But uh, either way, I'm so, I'm really so round this out? I'm really looking forward to it. And you should be too. I mean, everyone I'm, should. Uh, yeah, let's just. Look. I mean, we covered quite a bit. We'll we'll leave it there. You digest this, and then uh, you know, keep coming back for more. Also, side note, we're officially turning the hot dogs into corn dogs now. So is it corn dogs? <laughs> yeah, now? we're dipping them in some batter. We're gonna fry them up. <laughs> Went down to Lake Fair and got ourselves a corn. Yeah, dog. got ourselves a corn dog with all them folks from Yelp. <laughs> Corn dogs don't take your teeth. You just left them at home to begin with. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> On that note, what is this? Uh, we said 87? 87. Oh, my God. 13 well, more episodes. What are we going to do for 100? I don't know. Dude, we should do like a, a full question. MCU rewatch. We'll have to do for episode 100. We'll go to a movie theater, a crowded movie theater, and record live. Oh, dude. <laughs> in the middle of In the live. middle of a movie. <laughs> Until we get kicked Ooh, out. What's a terrible movie that we can go watch in the immediate future? Is there a Transformers movie coming out? There's soon? not. Damn sadly. it. <laughs> well, oh, dude, wait, wait, quickly before we go. Um, there is a Transformers movie coming. Yeah, it's a Beast Wars movie. Yes! Yeah, dude. And I, it's I'm not being made by Michael Bay. I know, but I'm still disappointed because it's like. How do I say this? Beast Wars was such a cool series that it's like, I don't want them to fucking ruin it by making a shitty Transformers movie. <laughs> oh, dude, we know. We Michael, need to... If Michael Bay is attached as a producer, game over. We need to. <laughs> here's what we do for 100 episodes we do our top 10 worst films we've ever seen. Oh, God. I mean, I'm down with that. Let's do it. All right. It's in the books. You Ever- heard it here first. 13 weeks in advance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Be Thank good you. to each other, Thank people. Thank you, corn dogs. <laughs>